Hello, my name is Brad. We are Grace Teaching today. We're talking about the grace of God. What is the grace of God? That's what we're going to talk about. First of all, this series is going to be a seven-part series. And so we want to, you know, just start this out with um, asking, you know, how is it going to be possible to have an attitude of thanksgiving, no matter what's going on in our lives. You know, we all want to know the secret to that. Um, and so we're going to have to go to the Greek language. We get the word eucharistos, um, and its meaning is to give thanks for God's grace. So the word thanksgiving in the Greek language is eucharistos, and the meaning is the giving of thanks for God's grace. And so that's what we're, uh, we're talking about here. Um, and so, first of all, we have to understand what the grace of God is. And so that's what we're going to talk about in this series. But uh, again, remember, joy also is something uh, we experience um, through God's grace. And joy in the Greek language is the word chara, and its meaning is the awareness of God's grace. Another word for joy is extreme happiness. How would you like to experience extreme happiness when your circumstances were a complete disaster? And that's, what, uh, that's why this message is so important um, to know what God's grace is and to understand it. Of course, understanding God's grace is experiencing His grace. And so we want to just start out by saying the grace of God is simply Jesus Christ Himself. Jesus dies for us so he can give his life to us, so he can live his life through us. Now we're participating with him as we're one spirit with him. Remember, the Holy Spirit right now is in the process of convicting the body of Christ of how loved we are by our Father. And uh, this has nothing to do with physical performance or behavior, but our Father loves his children in Christ unconditionally all the time. In fact, this is catalyst for change in the, uh, for the body of Christ. Um, and, uh, so keep in mind that the awareness of God's grace will enable us to experience joy on a moment-by-moment -moment basis. This takes us to our first part, um, what is God's grace? And so I'm going to give you seven as an intro here. Remember, the grace of God is like a diamond. It has many facets. And so the first facet of God's grace we're going to talk about is forgiveness. And we'll talk about that today on this part. On the other, seven, on the other six parts, we're going to talk about made alive. What does it mean to be made alive? Well, the Bible tells us before Christ, we're spiritually dead, separated from God, you know. And, and this is why before Christ, we did dead things. Um, spiritually dead people do dead things. And so it doesn't take a rocket science scientist to see, you know, if you've seen social media, um, you've, you've seen some pretty horrific things. And we have all done horrific things before Christ. And there was a reason for that. We were dead, spiritually. Needed life. And that's what Made Alive is all about. The next one we're going to talk about is justified. It's just as if God um, sees us with no sins. So keep in mind, um, because we are justified, um, this means we are right with the Father all the time. Um, and so, again, the fourth one is going to be good deeds. Good deeds. Did you know the grace of God actually 
produces good deeds through us. As we're participating with the Lord, we're going to find out that we're going to produce good deeds. Um, And the next one, of course, is power and weakness. You know, when we're at our weakest, that's when God is at his strongest in us, through us. So keep that in mind. Living godly lives is the next one. And uh, that's going to be, you know, a lot of times um, the grace of God is not a license to live a sloppy life, but it's rather a power to live a godly life. And so we're going to find that in Titus 2, 11 and 12. That's going to be our key verse for that study, where we see that the grace of God has appeared to all men, um, teaching us now to deny ungodliness and to live upright godly lives in the last days. And of course, the next one will be saved. We're saved by grace through faith, not of works, it's a gift from God. So it's kind of like, you know, when you look at a butterfly, it's always the same, isn't it? That's the way the Father sees his new creature, always the same. And so anyone in Christ is a new creature. Old things passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And so, and so that's the, the seven facets of God's grace that we will talk about. The Apostle Peter said this, to grow in the grace. Now, growing in grace is different than, uh, than uh, knowing the grace of God and understanding the grace of God. But the growing in grace is actually getting to know Christ better. The Apostle Paul actually said, My determined purpose is that I may become more intimately acquainted with him, Christ, and to share in his suffering. Remember, we don't have to pray for suffering because we get it, but Paul, the Apostle Paul, prayed for suffering, and he knew it would accomplish getting to know Christ better. So as forgiveness is our first part today, we're going to talk about forgiveness. Ephesians 1, 7 tells us, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace. So the first facet of God's grace is, Through the blood of Jesus we are forgiven and forgiven of all of our sins. Remember, David said, As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our sins from us. John said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the whole world. The Apostle Paul wrote his second letter to the Corinthians and said, God is no longer counting people's sins against them. In fact, he was purchasing everybody back to himself through the death of his own son, Jesus. And this is love. Remember, this is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away all of our sins. That's right. The motive for God giving his son is because he loved us. Okay? And so God loves everyone, unbelievers and believers. Remember, God gave him as a sacrifice to pay for sins. So he forgives the sins of those who have faith in his blood. That word faith actually just means belief. The word belief means accept. So if we have accepted what Jesus Christ has done on the cross, we are forgiven children of God. Thank you.